It is three o'clock, so I alerted then on thirteen. I didn't check the camera to see where we were, so there we go. Okay. It's been a little fuzzy for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, there's another one. So we got a forum. Uh, no, maybe not. That's not one of them. I mean, that's weird to see. Hello, everybody. Justine as well. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Okay, thanks, Eddie. Good to see you in there, Porter. I don't, I don't hear, hear anybody. anybody. Can you hear yeah. us? I was going to say, uh, if they're talking, talk, I, can't, I can't hear you guys in the room. Sorry. Okay. Somehow I got muted, so we're now. Oh, there we go. Um, so I probably need to redo this. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. <laughs> so Roger just kind of started the meeting and gave background information about the fact that this is being broadcast on YouTube, so everybody's aware of that. And um, for those who haven't met me, not, my name is Porter. I'm looking all around. This is great. <laughs> my name is Porter Arneal. And as of March, I'm an assistant director for Parks and Recreation for Arts and Culture. Um, after being in City Hall as both the director of Arts and Culture and communications director for a while. So I'm back to this. 
My name welcomes. Um, so I thought we would do intros because a lot of people have served on this board before but haven't been on the board. And um, the board really activated the most last year after COVID. So we're still happily we re recovered pretty well financially, but we're still kind of getting back up to speed and all this stuff. So um, if everybody can go around and introduce themselves and then we'll do the folks on Zoom, that would be great. Liza McKinnon. Hi, I'm Anthea Skupis from the Lead Center Engagement Director there. I'm Tim Metz from the uh, Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission. I'm Joey Plata, uh, Love Garden Sounds. And then Heidi, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Heidi Champagne. I'm the GM at the Spring Hill Suites in Lawrence. I'm sorry I'm not there right now. I just got off the desk working seven to three. And I've been a member of the Transient Guest Tax Advisory Board for about three years now. And Brendan. Uh, yeah, hi. Again, uh, apologies for not being there in person as well. We've been uh, a little under the weather the last couple of days. So, uh, yeah, I am uh, an owner at uh, Lawrence Beer Company and also the managing director of Alarm.com, a software place uh, down on Mass Street. And uh, I think third or fourth year on the on the board. Great. Um, thank you all. Really appreciate your time and energy for this. You all know it's a pretty important grant, especially as people are still coming out of um, the impact of COVID and that type of thing. So we're excited to get this rolling. Um, and I think from that perspective, unless there's any questions at this point, any questions from anybody as to where we are now? Um, so today's meeting is primarily to review the guidelines and make sure everybody's amenable to those guidelines. A little background on the guidelines. This program started back in 2016. Um, it was an evolutionary process. It was really started by the city commission and the city manager's office in response to so many people approaching the city commission asking for funding for different programs. So we consolidated it into a competitive grant program using transit guest tax dollars. Um, so what you're seeing now is the guidelines are developed over the last several years. Obviously, we took a hiatus during COVID, but these are the guidelines that we've been implementing. And the guidelines tie directly back to the scoring form. Um, happily, I would say the guidelines work alongside with our new strategic plan as well. So there's room for improvement there, and we haven't done a lot of work in that area. but. Basically, hitting the unmistakable identity areas, obviously, is something that we're all interested in. And they're all listed underneath there in our progress indicators. So that's where we want to start. And we also want to look at the calendar. The other thing, do we want to see if anyone wants to be serving as the chair of this board? I know that was something we asked last year at this yeah. time, too. So is there anybody wanting to serve as the chair? And don't feel like you have to, because we were able to run it without chair. So this board is unique in that it's really geared to, as you see, function purely to administer these grants. Um, so we don't, you know, somebody needs to sort of lead the meetings, obviously I'm capable of doing that, um, but leaving conversation to you also. But we certainly want to step on anybody's toes if, if the board thinks that you all need a chairperson. That's something to discuss and decide. Heidi, you've, you've seen this work both ways. And we saw it with um, having a chair. 
What what was the last part? Porter, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. We're talking about whether or not the board needs a chair or wants to elect a chair to run the meetings. And I think you've been on the board long enough that you've seen it both with a chair and with me sort of leading, leading me and Roger leading the charge. Yeah, yeah. Um, right now, if I wasn't, we're shorthanded at the hotels, so I've been working a lot of desk shifts. So I would love to say yes, that I would be more than happy to do that. However, I can't guarantee the time that I would need right out of the gate because um, right now I'm working every day this week on the desk. So um, I think that that's going to change here in the next week or two. And because we don't meet every single month, I, I think that I could handle that with no problem. Okay. Um, we're actually also talking about whether or not a chair is necessary. Oh, okay, good. Well, Roger, you did a great job last year um, kind of leading the charge. So I think it's necessary. And now you've got you've got Porter here too. So there's about a tag team, yeah. You got he's the understudy or I'm the understudy. I think I'm the understudy to him because he's done this for so many years with his eyes shut. So Yes. Porter, are you back in this um, for the foreseeable future then? Yes. Um, my role shifted from communications back to arts and culture as part of parks and recreation. Okay. So, so Roger and I are both overseeing this effort this year. Then I, I don't think that we really need a chair then. Not with the two of you there. And I, I don't think so. Yeah, just removes the uh, difficulty of simply can't be here. Right? Yeah. Which one of you know we're always going to be here. Yeah. That's true. Well, and, and again, unlike other boards, you guys really have a pass, you know, reviewing the grants and all that sort of thing. So hopefully that makes your lives a little easier and doesn't put a lot of um, pressure on somebody, one, one person. So if that's agreeable to everybody, I think that, that makes sense. I'm, I'm amenable to that. Oh, good. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and go on back to the discussion from the agenda. And I was going to pull that up here real quick. And we're going to be talking about the the grant guidelines as Porter was talking about just a minute ago. And I, I did include those in the packet that I sent or that I attached it as a part of the um, notice to you guys. Um, I didn't print that page. We'll just look at it up here. The other part of this, this kind of goes hand in hand with the scoring sheet too. So again, if we want to look at changing anything related to the scoring or the guidelines that we have before us, this is the time to discuss at least the guidelines. And so- Can you scroll up? Yeah. Or no, up to the top. So, as I'm sure many of you heard me say, the, the kind of primary aspects, we have $150,000 of transient guest tax money to grant um, for events, public events, basically. Um, the, the two goals are really sort of the primary focus. So we have a goal, one, to regenerate TGT funding, basically fill hotel rooms. And then the other one is to maintain our unique, unmistakable identity and character. Um, that often lands in sports events, go into the 
economic development side because they tend to be the ones that fill those hotel rooms most and then the arts and culture side for the unmistakable identity. So that's, and if you look at the um, scoring matrix, those two areas are covered. Each of those has three different scoring parts um, to that. So that's represented in that. And then obviously as you go down through this, uh, that's all the background. All these guidelines also apply. Um, how the program is administered, how the grants are administered, the fact that it's limited to $15,000 maximum per event, um, or 10% of the total funding allotment for the year. And then it's typically, it's not absolutely required, but we thought that when we invented this, we thought that advertising and marketing certainly was a good area for this to be focused upon. And so we emphasize that here that we're you know using it for advertising printing video email web design etc city organizations should be a more space organization with events and programs held within the city limits so that doesn't mean an event can't be led by somebody outside but it has to be done in Lawrence like partnerships and a lot of this falls on your shoulders to decide you know is that enough and that's part of your job um, what else we have? Can I ask you a quick question? Yes. In regards to the advertising, print, video, et cetera, noted there, does that go into the scoring numbers or is that just something that, like if, if somebody applies and they've gotten all that covered by something else and they want it to, you know, it's a great event, but they want to put the money into another rate. Is that something that we take? As yes. That, so part of what we really wanted to do is we recognize that you all have expertise in various yeah. areas and, and different, everybody wears different hats. Mm -hmm. So allowing you all to be that filter, mm -hmm. um, you'll notice that a lot of the language, and this is always tricky in bureaucratic situations, we use a lot of should may um so it really does come down and, then, and something i'll add and you i guess I'll, most of you have been through this once right did you go through this yeah, okay. so we did come up with a unique score sheet um, that i worked on actually with an air force um, intern and what that did is instead of just doing the scoring ranking process it gives you the scoring ranking but it also shows you your standard deviations and that helps put a color onto certain programs to say, do you want to talk about this? You know, is there something here that we need to talk about? It either scored really low or high. Is there something you all want to bring to the table and say, you know what, this is a new event and I can see why it wasn't scored highly, but I really think this is important. Um, the other thing I'll, I'll remind the board is that early on, we decided to help promote newer events. We, we were only going to allow events to um, get a grant for four years consecutively, and then they had to take a year off. Because of COVID, we never had that opportunity. Um, so that's a debate as to whether that should be reinstituted. Um, I don't know that it's, I don't think we can reinstitute it for this round per se, because people are still recovering. But that's that's really up to you guys if you think something along those lines. That's a dilemma too. That kind of came from my background in grants work. Ideally, you want people to wean off of the grant, right. but we're also not a city with a lot of corporate sponsorship and other things. So I'm sensitive to the fact that a lot of these programs really do need this grant money to survive, frankly. So that's a, it's a delicate circumstance. I would imagine, too, the four-year hiatus would be something that would already have been announced. 
when you think right we, we did because that's still nebulous and we're still sort of recovering from things we didn't do so we might have that conversation for next year yes okay yes and the good news too is that we have taken on uh, actually last year you all gave money to everybody if i remember correctly there was uh, one one that didn't and so you know that was an interesting approach and it made sense after the pandemic but I would say now coming back and who's doing what, but the good news is we have brought on, uh, I, I always highlight Freddie Yip, who's just brilliant. And he came to this board several times and didn't get funding. And finally he got funded and he's been on this for his powwows and stuff. So, um, so it does happen. It's not to say that it's, it's always going to be just the signature events per se. The other thing I'm thinking right now is Kim had sent us the board member from that oh, right. that had um yeah we should so Peter Bobkowski was on this board he was also on the Explore Lawrence board as a KU um, athletics representative he took a job somewhere else I can't remember where he went but anyway he was in history or he wasn't athletics but well, I thought he was, oh no you're right architect well, like communications. No, I think it was history. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Well, he probably let her in. Anyway, sorry. No, that's what, sorry. I was confusing yeah. with somebody else. Uh, anyway, he was great. He was on this board for a long time. He was on Explore Lawrence. So he offered some remarks because obviously he didn't realize until he actually was leaving that he was going to have to go off the board. So we thought we would. Um, as somebody who's pretty seasoned, we thought if you guys are um, willing and think it's appropriate to bring his remarks and thoughts. Can you pull them up? I'm trying to pull them up on my phone and I should have been on the agenda. No, they, they were part of Kim's email that she sent to us. It's a work in progress. <laughs> they got away from me. You know, when you're in a waiting room, you learn what a waiting room is all about. That's what my morning was. Okay. Yeah, Bob Kowski, TTT memo. Thank you. Everybody willing to let me read this? Sure. Um, dear Kim, as I depart from the Explore Lawrence Board, I'm ready to share my recommendations for revising the score sheet used to elevate the TTT grant applications. These observations are based on my two years' service on the TTT Program Advisory Board and professional expertise designing and implementing quantitative research instruments with revisions that align the score sheet to the city's TGT grant goals and strategic plan, the score sheet can become a more effective tool for assessing grant applicants and appropriating TGT funds. To review, here are the five categories and nine items the current score sheet contains. Um, economic development for, for a total of 25 points, community and cultural development for 20 points, organization for five points, Leverage for five points, merit for five points, with a total possible score of 60. Um, and then he covers what I just mentioned. Cover, demonstrate a measurable economic benefit, including enhancing the cultural economy or travel tourism economy, create additional transient guest tax and sales tax, and enhance Lawrence character and reputation for tourist activities and demonstrate pull of regional visitors. So he offers the following four recommendations. Recommendation one is align the score sheet with the city's TGT grant goals and the unmistakable identity outcome of the city's strategic plan. 
use the two dimensions of cultural economy and travel tourism economy from the city's TGT grant goals to organize a score sheet. Items under each category might include the following cultural economy. Notices or anything. Sorry. Um, to what extent does the event enhance Lawrence's unmistakable identity? To what extent does the event advance equity and inclusion? Of course. To what extent does the event support the city's quintessential downtown? To what extent does the event support local organizations? To what extent is the event open to Lawrence residents? And then from the travel tourism economy, to what extent does the event create transient guest tax revenue? To what extent does the event support off-peak transient guest tax revenue, Mondays through Thursdays, December through March? To what extent does the event create sales tax, retail, food, beverage, revenue? Uh, that's, we don't have a measurement for that. Right. That's, that's a challenge. So I just, that's why I pause because I wish we had that information, but we don't. So it's, you know, we know that the sales tax increases during certain events. We don't have a direct correlation. Um, nor do we have it for TGT, frankly, other than it's still hotel rooms. Even that's difficult sometimes. Yes. Um, to what extent does the event advancing reputation reputations unmistakable travel de destination, which we kind of have now. To what extent does the event demonstrate the pull of regional visitors? Um, all of that requires assistance from Explore Lawrence because we don't have any way of tracking that information. So a lot depends on how well they track um, that type of thing. So maybe Kim can contribute to this as well. Um, oh, goodness. Okay, so recommendation two is use the same sales for scoring all items. A uniform scale will be easier for committee members to complete than switching between 10 point and 5 point scales. Identify the appropriate weights for the two dimensions. And recommendations. So he just changed with that, he's just adjusting the scoring. So it's 10, 10, 10, whatever, which that, that's not a bad thought. That's good math. Recommendation three, eliminate from the score sheet vague terms that can lead to overly subjective scores and items that do not align with the TGT grantor strategic plan goals. Um, overall economic benefit, cultural vibrancy, community benefits. These are the things he's calling out. Signature event application, quality, leverage, and merit. And then recommendation four, align the TGT grant application with the revised score sheet. This would require adding fields to the application that match new scoring criteria and eliminating fields for which this score sheet will no longer account. And then he shows some examples of that. Let me do this. Let me print this for everybody. Yeah, here. I was going to say, can we get you guys? Actually, I realize that just reading this is. And we can um, send it off to the folks online. I don't think I have. What I'll do is I'll send it. Can you send it to Brendan? And I'm just going to send it to everybody so you'll get it by email, but we'll print a copy too. Just a second. Technology, you got to love it. Right? That's what they tell me. Some days it's better than other days.
Yeah, it is. And I think he was referencing the question. That was okay, so his document was three pages. So this is right. Okay, sorry, I was thinking it was missing a page. Okay. I'm going to go back to the agenda just for a second here. And I guess, do we want to look at the guidelines and get approval there, Porter, first before we move on to the score sheet? Or are they in tandem here? I don't know. I kind of think, I mean, the way he's couched this is start with the score sheet. Score sheet yeah. And then we have to make sure the grant guidelines align appropriately. And I guess that's the discussion of the board. This is just one person's yes. one person's opinion. We don't from a person's perspective. I think there's some good information in here worth considering. Um, but how much change is necessary? Obviously, one simple thing I do agree with is maybe change the scoring just to be simpler. Right. That makes to do sense. the one to ten. Yeah. So that's something we can do is just change the math. Was it the top originally page. different? To Things differently somehow. That was it, it, uh, going along. It kept evolving with that in mind. It wow. let's weigh these things in different ways. Um, kind of what we found um, in the earlier early years was that we, but I think we were even scored when we first started. If I think you'd have to go back and look. But the first year we did by the doc process. Yes, sir. that's right. Which was a yeah. grand failure. <laughs> it was. Um, and it was just, you know, literally just invented this program, thought that would be a good way to do it. And it worked, but it failed. And we also didn't have a ceiling. Um, so one one individual actually got $40,000. I mean, they asked for that much, too. I mean, yeah. that alone is yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah. 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 I learned a lot. Yeah. Each year was a tweak based upon yes. kind of shenanigans that took place the year before. <laughs> so, I, but I thought we started off evenly and then, you know, we kind of got into this discussion of, well, these are things that we thought were more important than others. And I, we can probably still get there with an even scoring matrix, but kind of like we've gone this full and this would be bring us back. Right. We are at the top of the evolutionary process, if you will, for as good as that is. Obviously, you can tweak things any which way. There's no right way to do this per se, not one single way to do this, and that's part of the challenge. The other thing to keep in mind is we're not a granting agency. You know, we're the city of Lawrence. We have two staff people who are doing their best, happily have some granted background, so we've added that information and philosophy in here as much as we can. Uh, but beyond that, this is where we are. I'm new to this board. Um, I have but you've been on the other side I've been on the other side a lot. So I think it's neat that there's more deeper conversation about some of this. But I also feel like at this point to dig into what you've created and then take all of Peter's suggestions into account at, at this meeting and try to incorporate some of this, it doesn't it seems like that is a longer term kind of thing. If people really felt that that was necessary. My only concern, and this would be a question to people who've been here longer, um, we discussed at the beginning how the, um, uh, the sports 
programs bring in the actual dollars and the arts programs bring in the cultural sort of economy, but it's not, you can't count it. So I, if, the, if the difference in the numbers in terms of scoring was to help even out those two camps, then I would say keep it the way it is, but I don't know why it was scored differently. Why why you guys came up with that's kind of yeah, I mean you nailed it. That's that's exactly why. Because there's no way for the art, the cultural and the arts programs to generate the money, and so they're not going to be. Well, we didn't have the we didn't have the details. Um, the board at the time was was very heavily composed of hoteliers. Uh -huh. And so there was a slant towards those events that really drove hotel beds yeah. at, at the expense of artistic events. And so, you know, it felt like at the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, I'm getting old, but it felt like at the time we were trying to make an attempt to balance that because what we started getting was, um, and, and it's allowed, but multiple applications from basketball events. Mm -hmm. and, and, nice. and they were all for profit and they were overshadowing the smaller things, many of which have, since we've seeded them, become pretty mm -hmm. cool events, right? I mean, over time. Mm -hmm. And so there was always this desire to kind of protect that little part, you know, I mean, do both, mm -hmm. but have some um, guardrails on it, mm -hmm. so to speak. I don't know, is that fair? Like there's two different goals, it seems to. Like one is, is promoting the Lawrence's unmistakably identity. Right, that's one goal, and then hotel, you know, filling hotel rooms is another. Mm -hmm. I would argue too that, like, for the powwow, we know a lot of people coming to town, but it's it's not like teams where you can track the hotel rooms. I mean, we have a lot of individuals and people coming and going, and so we know there are hotel rooms, but it's impossible to track how many. Too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just, different beasts. Just a couple other things to throw in the mix. We and that we did increase it to 150,000 last year for the first time and we're maintaining that same level as we noted. The other thing is we've also in the past talked I know you or you had mentioned this last year is the discussion for the you know, you get it for so many years and then you have to lay out for a period of time. That's what we talked about earlier, that that right. had been instituted. We never actually did Implemented it because it. Right. the pandemic. Right. But that, and I think to Anthea's point, if we want to do that kind of thing. Right, those are things we have to, yeah, year. exactly. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, one thing I want to get, if Kim on spot, um, if you're on, can I put you on a, a little warm seat? Sure, I'm here. Great. I'm glad you're here. So Kim has been tremendous with exploring Warrants. Let me stop sharing so maybe we see her. Are you? Oh, I can turn my camera on. Yes. Okay. There we go. I just didn't want to be distracting. Okay. <laughs> your, your beauty is distracting, but we'll try to work through that. Um, so Kim and Explore Warrants is a big part of this. Obviously, their funding is through the Transient Guest Tax Program as well. Another element that I think has changed a little bit, and Kim, I'm going to let you talk about this, is um, bid funds, you know, how you guys work with, so kind of addressing what we're talking about here, and things that have changed for Explore Lawrence, too, if you can kind of fill folks in so they understand that. Certainly. Um, so everything that I'm going to talk about is a projection for 2024, because my board has not yet approved or seen a line item budget for 2024. So I'm going to put just a little bit of disclaimer on 
the things I'm about to say, but I can also look back at 2023 and see how we deployed some of our funds. So um, I can address support of kind of those arts and cultural events. And I can also talk a little bit about how we're going after sports and a better collaboration there with with sports teams. So I'll start with arts and culture. Um, one thing that I had built into the 2023 budget and will be building into the 2024 budget is, well, as I'm talking, I'm like, does everyone in that room know who I am and what I do? Like, do I need to introduce myself? <laughs> okay, I can't see who's all in there really. You're all kind of fuzzy, so. Um, I'm Kim Spock. I'm the executive director of, of Explore Lawrence. Okay. Yes, and we are charged with creating economic development through tourism and attracting events and visitors to our city. So, for arts and culture, we have identified some of these events that align with our strategic initiatives as a tourism marketing and sales organization, and also support the City of Lawrence strategic plan with unmistakable identity outcome area. And we are um, committing sponsorship funds to some of these more postcard events. So the ones that we supported in 2023 are things like the Free State Festival, uh, Juneteenth Festival, we gave them, um, and all of these sponsorships are really between, uh, I'm not prepared with numbers, but I believe the highest we've gone is 2,500 and the lowest we've gone is 500 in 2023. So all of these sponsorships would range that amount of money. So the, the old fashioned Christmas parade, Juneteenth, um, the Busker Fest, and what we're doing with that is we're purchasing marketing sponsorships that get the unmistakably Lawrence brand in front of eyes and also give that event um, resources to better market and better support their operations. So that's how Explore Lawrence is trying to help with some of these long-term legacy events that we know are important to our cultural identity, may or may not increase transient guest tax collections. So that's one pocket. On sports and other events, we have now have instituted a bid fund and we also have an incentive fund. So the incentive fund is part of my operating budget and that can be deployed by my sales team to help incentivize meetings, events, and sports teams to come to Lawrence and utilize our spaces. Our bid fund is separate from that. And that is intended to be a fund that is allowed to grow year over year and gets us into a playing field where we can go after larger events. Um, the reason that is, is when we're looking at events like the 2017 Junior Olympics, it was $35,000 just to sit at that table and ask that event to come. So that's a really large amount of money to bid on these events. And byproduct of those events is they will bring in 6,000 people into your city and fill up hotel rooms in Lawrence and Topeka and around. So that fund requires a board vote 
to deploy. I do not deploy that without the board. And we have a separate score sheet that we use to make sure it is supporting our economic development goals before we deploy those bid funds. And this is Tim Metz. Yeah. Do you have, um, we know your budget's not final, but I have two questions. One, can you kind of give an idea of, of um, scope on those? And then mm -hmm. for like uh, the bid fund and Senate fund, you kind of have some maximum amounts that you would work for for each request. Just kind of wondering to, to, to know uh, how that gets farmed out. Um. So, Tim, for the bid fund, it is a per event basis. I'm happy to share our, our guidelines for deploying that with you if that's helpful. But these are going to be things like we did the first deployment of our bid fund, which we first received for the 2023 fiscal year, is for the National Fishing League. They're going to bring two fishing tournaments to Lawrence, one in the spring of 24, one in the fall of 24. That is a $25,000 bid fee over that time period that I'm paying in installments. But that's going to bring in two separate events with national coverage of Clinton Lake. Um, there's, we can sell sponsorships for that to recoup some of it. And it has a measurable economic impact by utilizing the Explore Lawrence sales team to help create room blocks and track that the people that we are giving this bid money to are indeed staying in Lawrence. And then from that, we have a tool called the Economic Impact Calculator that is an industry standard for destination management organizations that we can estimate the economic impact. Of course, that's all formulaic but it is our best guess, and it's a national association that governs people who do this work. So it is accepted as a standard nationwide. Okay, cool, thank you. Yeah. And then the incentive fund, Tim, is different, and that I have an incentive um, guidelines that my sales team creates, and that is based on the amount of room nights you're bringing into Lawrence, and then we will give them a rebate based on how many room nights appeared into Lawrence. So if you're bringing 200 people in, you stay for two nights, you've created 400, you're gonna get a dollar to $2 back for each of those room nights that actualized. We wanna make sure that anytime we're incentivizing um, that directly, if it's not a marketing sponsorship, which is another thing, that we are having a measurable return on investment of those transient guest tax dollars. Great. Thank you. That's helpful. Okay. Thanks, Kim. Absolutely. And I want to make sure, Heidi and Brendan, if you have any questions or want to in, engage in the conversation, please do so. Thank you. Sometimes we forget Zoom. <laughs> no worries. Um, so, do you want to put the score back up? Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, everybody can see the score and see where we are and see if, you know, with this added information, does the scoring seem like it fits? Do you want to change the score points? Um, And 
and let me actually let me help you. So remember too, you're going to be panelists. You're going to read through these grants. You're going to do your best to discern as much information as possible to be able to fill out. So part of this was also to try to keep it very simple for your benefit. Because mm -hmm. um, remember, this is just another layer of scoring along with they're also going to submit a budget. Um, remember that these only go up to $15,000, only 15% or 15% of their overall event costs. So it's not, not funding an event, you're helping to um, support an event and it is support by the city for that purpose. So I think that's really important to understand too, is like, this isn't sole funding, they're receiving funding from other sources and things. To Kim's point, in some cases, they may get support either in-kind or financial support to some degree from Explore Lawrence as well, depending on what they're doing, how many hotel rooms they're filling. So there's a lot more than meets the eye. Our goal was to try to meet this, administer the grant program according to what the city commission was giving us information on and um, to keep it as relatively simple as possible. So hopefully this makes sense to everybody. Uh, actually, give me the mouse because folks online will be able to see. So basically, you know, Here's that economic development category. Does it generate overnight visits? In the grant application, they will actually give you a guesstimate. It is a guesstimate, you know, about how many. But in some cases for bigger sporting events, they actually are renting blocks of hotel rooms. They actually really know what they're committing to and how many people they anticipate. Um, does this event create an overall economic benefit from the community? That's a judgment call as to how big that might be, but you can give a good, you know, guess on that. Um, does this event generate visits in off-peak seasons? That's always been, Kim, actually, that's something maybe you can speak to. That's still a thing, right? The off-peak, um, December through March and um, Thursdays through, or no? Like Sundays through Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree that that's our high-need season. Um, also, maybe early August is pretty low and that like July slump to early August before the students get back is a little slumped. Um, I have some more reporting tools that I've accessed this year that I think I'll be able to give you a better trend this time next year as we're having this discussion, okay. what those really high need times are. Okay. But so those are still valid quarter. Okay, that's great, thank you. Um, so yeah, that's something we just, and that's why it's not scored as high, frankly, because that's not fully in our control as to when, you know, obviously most events are gonna occur spring, summer, fall, um, just logically so, but that's there. Then you get into community and cultural um, development, you know, here's to Bob's point, you know, does this event enhance cultural vibrancy of Lawrence? That's a pretty broad, the vocabulary could be changed there if that's helpful, but I think it gets to the essence of what we're trying to do. Um, community benefit, that's, you know, that's really, that's the idea of you guys each bring a valid perspective. I'm sure none of you have attended every one of these events, but you're familiar with some of them and you know what seems to work from your sort of cultural and community representation. So that's there for that. Um, is this a signature event? When we say signature events, we do mean those events that are very well established here. Obviously, the Christmas Parade is a signature event for Lawrence. The Busker Fest has become a signature event. Free State Festival is waxing lean, but I would dare say it's a signature event. I kind of think that the lead center and the whole um, uh, powwow and stuff has really become significant as well. There are events that don't come to us, frankly. Um, you know, I think like the, um, uh, the recent um, 
Haskell Indian market, the the uh, jewelry market, and, and that kind of thing. They don't they don't seek support from from that. They haven't. So you know, there's that as well. That some people just for whatever reason aren't approaching. It. Some people don't you know don't know about it. Too, yeah. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing is you guys can help promote this and say, hey, if you guys are aware of this, so that's important. So I I do see that economic development has the potential to make five more points than the committee and cultural development. And that the green is the is like it can't it, it's not going to have those big high numbers with the overnights. So my one suggestion would be like equalize equalize at least those two because that's basically where we have the separation. It's yeah. almost it's like you want to remove the score on the um, off peak seasons uh, if you were going to normalize this because the economic development was five points higher. Um, so that would be one thing, just move the mouse. Because if there's no equity in that, right? Move this. Right, because that applies to both equally, in my opinion. Right. That's true. And and the thing is, as we discussed and we put that in, um, we're getting so many events now that, that there's a, a practical reality that um, you're guided more by the community calendar. Mm -hmm. yeah than by your own personal whims. Yeah. Um, so to me, that feels like it's equally applicable to both of them and, and it ought to come out of there. So keep economic development to the first two, remove the um, off-peak scoring. Because the other thing with that is I think having done that for a while, I'm not sure how much that influences grant. You know, they're not choosing their dates based on exactly. time. Right? Exactly. Right. So that's a good, excellent point. And then leave what we have on this side. So then we've equalized each yes. one can get up to 20 points. That's a good, I think that's a good change. So is that a um, motion on the floor? <laughs> because I, again, we need to kind of get some consensus with folks. Right. I'd rather get a vote on these well, things. If, if we may not be there yet. Right. I just want to make but sure that we want to keep that in to give the idea that it would be more valuable to be in an off peak and be more valuable economically. Keep that as its own little column. Yeah. Well, we can always write that into some of the language that we present, you know, right. with with the actual application, you know, that it's that, that flexibility with your scheduling. That's yeah, just making a statement in there, not that it's gonna be a weight to the scoring. So we can put that in there. Right. So you're you're probably either gonna have flexibility or you're gonna be a signature of that with already established at a certain time of the year. <laughs> I would think that if we're if we're thinking about moving or lowering the grade on the generating off peak seasons, I I'd like to see that in something I think because um, even if it's just something that the that the candidates are aware of because mm -hmm. if they don't know what we're looking for in off-peak seasons or months or weekends weekdays that kind of thing then those that have the ability to be flexible on their events and maybe they can't be but those mm -hmm. that Flexible, um, I think, should be weighted a little heavier on off-peak, bringing people in when we're not busy. I mean, as, go ahead. 
I'm sorry, Heidi. I didn't mean to cut you off, Heidi. Go ahead. No, no, that's okay. Um, I, I was just going to say, um, you know, because typically we have mom's weekends on the same weekends as, you know, other things going on at KU. And, you know, it just seems in, in this particular situation, this past weekend was a nightmare at my hotel um, because of <laughs> weekend, dad's weekend, a game. I mean, it was just like everything all at one time. And I think if we still keep some verbiage out there to try to lure people into those off season or off peak times really would benefit everybody in the, in the, in the, um, in the market, whether it be restaurants, theaters, hotels, anything like that. One option to this, as I'm looking at it, because I appreciate what you're saying and it makes total sense. The other side is to remember that, you know, even though these are broken out in these two areas, you actually have this many scoring. So in other words, what could happen is you could simply move this. That's, what, it's on, that's what I was yeah. thinking. That's it's totally not benefiting um, economic um, development as much as just it's acknowledging to Heidi's point, this still matters. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 so if somebody has a strong, or, you know, a, a, a mediocre application, but they're doing their events in April, yeah, it actually means some points. Yeah, say, okay, that yeah. helps. That helps. Yeah, I mean, call it timing yeah. or scheduling or something yeah. like that. But I think it's, I, I, I didn't want to remove it because I, I mean, I heard what Kim said. I think it's important if they're emphasizing it, we need to emphasize it too. Yeah, would it be under the Barrett? Because that's kind of a we could actually give it its own category. I just yeah. give it its, that's its own I mean. category. Just say off peak, yeah. Yeah. off peak events, yeah. you know, and then then actually we're highlighting it more. Yes, we're equalizing the economic benefit and the cultural. So that's a nice tweak. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's a great way too to support maybe some of those younger, you know, groups or newer groups coming to this, and they're like, oh, well, we can adapt still, we right? Because there's still that signature. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's a good move. Um, so that's one, and then I think we're okay. Um, this is one that you know, is this still resonate? Is this a signature event, or does it have the potential to become such an event? Early on, when I worked with Megan, that was kind of important, and it made sense. And but now, post COVID and stuff, something just—I'm not saying it's wrong or not good, but I'm not sure it hits the mark the way you know the way we need to now after COVID and stuff. So I don't understand that what you're saying, like post COVID. Just that you know we have our signature events. We want to support new and up. You know we want to. Now we have, uh, sorry, post-COVID and post-strategic plan, unmistakable okay. identity. So it's great to have an old-fashioned Christmas parade. It's great to have Buster Fest. It's great to have all these, stand, you know, these things that become sort of standards here. And, you know, what's that next amazing event that comes in and somebody says, hey, Lawrence would be perfect for this. You know, does that, do we want to balance that or do we want to push toward the signature side? I think when we were thinking of this early on, we the signature events, they're certainly great uh, and they benefit tourism because people know. I mean, I'm sure that the Christmas parade brings tons of people in from outside. I think generally, they need less money too because they become a signature event, so there's more money funnel fueled into those events. You know? Yeah, and you could also change it from signature to is this an unmistakably words that would tie in with that? That's good identity, and then you know, maybe there's a link to the. Indicators. 
You have to say what that would mean. You know, when I think of signature events, I mean, at least as we've been throwing the word around Cultural Arts Commission and other places, that, you know, at some point in time, an event becomes so important to Lawrence and so part of our identity, part of the use of the word there, that, you know, there may be time to, it may be time to start pushing the city to including some line item specific funding for those events because they drive so much economic development here. And so to me, that takes it out of the realm of of, of this, right? And, and, and I, I know when we started, it was always, the discussion was, well, can this be something big? Right. That was, that now was, we're getting a little more refined. We were seeding events. And that was also partially why we were really floating the idea of um, consecutive re-ups on grants, because they should become self-funding. We, we shouldn't be here as a constant funding source to the same people year after year after year, because then we're not we're not creating new ideas. Those people should graduate from this. Mm -hmm. this was so 2020, this didn't happen. Did it happen in 21? Um, we didn't do it in 2020. We didn't do it in 2021. Okay. So 22, 23, 24. Yeah, 22 was the first year we were in. It started at 22 for the fourth year. I probably would, because wasn't it a partial funding that year? Or did you fund it 120? Do you remember? It went, it dropped down to 120. Yeah. I thought that's where it had been. No, it no, no, it started at 120. Okay, okay. And then it, it dropped in pre COVID okay. budget wise, it dropped to 120. Oh, I think we did it. Right. Oh, yeah, it was okay. Yes. Then it went back up. Well, this year technically is the first year it's really been right stable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been 120 for the last couple of years before yeah. this year. So it's great. Hey, hey, guys, one last thing on the um the off-peak seasons, we might want to throw some verbiage in there as well for Sunday through Thursday, just as a as an additional lore. I think that's in the guidelines, but it's not. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I really like what you said about tying it to the progress indicators. And I think we can probably do that score-wise against the applicants. Which progress indicators does this tie to? And you know, very briefly why. Let them articulate that. Um, some will figure out sort of the academic approach. Others will have a more heartfelt, you know, this really hits this really hard. Again, it gives you an opportunity just to have more review power of did they really do they understand what they're doing or, or or not so to speak and then he you know to your point change this from the signature event to does how does this apply to unmistakable identity that's a good suggestion what we can do is um once we get through this maybe ask for I, I mean, yeah i have consensus i'm you know i don't know right well i i'm more for getting it down i mean i want to have at least yeah. a vote on all the changes because yep. i want to make sure that it doesn't look like you know so basically we're the, the thought is to change this from signature event to unmistakable identity event and make sure that we add 
change the scoring, uh, the application form accordingly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how does this tie yeah. back Either to? Either lane or actually right. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and then organization, this is sort of a generic, you know, do they do they seem professional enough to be able to actually pull this off? Um, so, you know, and this shows up in their application quality, completeness, organization, clarity of, of application, supporting documentation, letters of support, and um, in kind. You see a lot of this in their budget. It's super important. But yeah, in their budget, you can really tell if they've done this before or are they really good intended with a big heart, but this is new. Um, and then leverage, does this event have other financial commitment and supporting interest? The idea of are they pulling in other dollars? A lot of these rely a lot on in-kind. Um, we know events take a lot of energy to anyway, so kind of relying too much on in-kind can raise a concern. Um, and then added points for strong projects which align well the program intent in which you are confident of success. That's really for you guys. If you read through one of these and score it and that, but you're like, you know what? My gut says there's something here, then it gives you a chance to articulate that and throw that point, that extra five points in there if you want, up to five points. So what we'll do, all right, so. Yeah, let's go back through this, because I had moved the scale to one to 10, but that you just said five, so I don't know. No, so number one, take, take this out of out from under economic development right. and give it a That was my number two, move on. Oh, piece. sorry. Which one are you talking about? Well, originally we had talked about changing the scoring to 10-point scoring. Is that what you guys had talked about? Originally? Well, that was what was in the, the, the email, and we kind of bounced a little bit. Um, are we back to the, because you even were talking about the ones, because it's, by taking out the five yeah, there, it does it equal, those. It does equal yeah. it then? Yeah. Okay, so we're with the way it is. Okay, so scoring is off the my mark. Now. By shifting this, right. we shifted it, so it's a, yeah. yeah. Okay, so move off peak from the economic development to a standalone category, and then I had changed the signature events to unmistakable identity, and then also the, with the indicators being in there. Uh, yeah, the progress indicators have how how does it move the needles that we need for that? Those are the things that I have, and then also under off peak, make sure that we have Sunday through Thursday aligning with that as well. I would make a motion that we incorporate all the changes, just eliminate Roger into this year's sporting matrix, and I will make it into a nice verbose. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a second. Okay. There has been a, a, a motion and a second on the floor. All those by signify by saying aye in the room. Aye. And those on Zoom. Aye. I don't know if Brendan's still on there. He may not be. Because I know he's been. You have announced it. Let me see. <laughs> Oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Okay. Okay. Motion passes. So, so we'll get those. Unanimous. Yeah. Well, the people in the room. Thanks. That's actually well done. Okay. So then we go back to the guidelines. And does this still meet what we're wanting to do? Minister to. Da, da, da. But there's something else up here, Porter, that we were talking about the goals. 
Well, the gold, I think, <laughs> unless there's, but I think that's been the, and we have. Do we want to have the language like you were saying about the unmistakable identity in there at all? Um, just to tie it back to the strategic plan order? Yes. And I say with the second bullet, you could say as as listed in the performance indicators or unmistakable linked identity yeah. performance indicators yeah. linked here. So then they'll have two, they'll, they'll have two references. Yeah. And or we could, um, I don't want to confuse the two primary goals. So if I agree with you, we can put it under that with a small paragraph describing it and then guiding them to those indicators. So I, 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 it, I agree putting it here, but not, right. I don't want to make it as confuse the goals. So right, yeah. right. So if you'll trust us as staff to, you know, we can that appropriately, we can get that in there. That's, that's, that's really important. Right. Anyway, so. uh, I mean, because even you saying enhanced Lawrence's character and reputation, that's kind of that unmistakable identity. Mm -hmm. And that's, that, that's where we could kind of make a piece of there. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a, that's a big point. Exactly right. Because it's already been figured out. Right. They don't need to. I think an asterisk would work right there, and then we could pull it as a dropout from there. Yeah. Okay. We, can figure out, we can figure out how to do that. Yeah. I love the idea. Okay. And then we'll go down here to the guidelines. Those are similar to what we're doing to make a change to the first bullet because it's actually administered oh, by Parks and Recreation. Right. That's a good point. Office now. I'm going to do advisory board. I'm going to do the city commission. Now we learn the thing. Right. <laughs> And I might add a bullet here about the progress in the, the strategic plan and progress. It'll be a fairly broad stroke, but I think, like any job application, how, how well did the person read the guidelines and did they hit those marks? And so if they kind of go on so plan, right, then they're like, okay, you guys didn't get it. If others say, you know what, we really hit these three. Progress indicators, and this is why I think you should want to go with so. Yeah, I think that will help your job if they're moving those needles. That will even make it better. Yeah. So, do we want to leave this just without tweaking things, but the self-sustaining? That lens, that's the whole piece with, you know, asking those who have received funding consecutively to take a year off, which by the way, they were all amenable to. Yeah. They, they, as long as they knew it was coming, then they right. could prepare. Yeah, we never had anybody really complain about that. Yeah. No, no, they really didn't. They were concerned about it, but then again, we never actually implemented it. So if you want to leave that in, uh, I think it's okay to say that and to say, this is what we're striving toward. Do you want to put a, a clarifying sentence that says, uh, organizations after four years should take a year break? I mean, because it's, it's a general note to them, but it doesn't say we're going to do this thing. Right. And that's what, I mean, that's, I guess we haven't decided that. Do you okay. want to implement that starting? Last year was tricky um, just because it was the first year already coming out of COVID. You all actually gave, everybody was awarded except one event. Um, and so 
The other piece to that, though, if you start it next year, you're going to have a big group of events that won't be funded. You may have leftover money there. Yeah. yeah. So that becomes kind of the issue. We're going to have to kind of that's right. You need staggered years. Figure out a figure out a plan to implement that. Do we look at history and see has anyone already had six years? We were we were just about on that when yes. COVID came. Yeah. There were several people that were going to have get kicked out for yeah. a year. Yeah, you know, and I had a little bit of a thought. It's just a brainstorm thought. Um, you know, because what we were what we were really driving at there was to to kind of the for profit deals that that just kept coming back. And you know, what if what if um, you know, and maybe not this year, but for next year, we consider saying there's a four year limitation unless you're um, a, a federally recognized and not for profit. Unless you're a federally recognized, uh -huh. not not be, and I only say that because then you eliminate the piece thing. I mean, I, I just think, you know, somebody who's gone through the effort to become recognized as a not-for-profit could be somebody that potentially we could keep it, we could keep funding, right? But it would also address the concerns of if you don't, if you aren't not-for-profit, then you have to sit out of here. It's just, I, it's just a thought that probably, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't want it to be complicated, but at the same time, I want to address the fact that there was a, there were a, a, a number of years there where it just felt like, we had a lot of people coming to Lawrence and they were grappling all over this and they were putting multiple events into it. And they were also putting a very penny, pretty penny in their pocket. And, you know, that felt a little bit lopsided. I think, I think your point on for-profit versus nonprofit, definitely. I also worry too about those, those events that are at the very beginning. They're just, getting their feet under them, which many times are events and, and, and folks in our community that didn't even know this existed. We're finally getting word to them. They're finally starting to build their, you know, we want to support that. Um, that then, you know, for year four, that could be a time where, okay, we're just really getting it. And that yeah. 10 or $15,000 will really make it. So I don't know. I mean, I think the not-for-profit definitely makes sense, or for-profit makes sense, but it would be interesting to explore and something maybe that isn't easily solved now. But yeah, I don't think we'll change it now, but I just wanted to throw that out there as, as the thing that I noticed with the LLCs that we've had, they're mainly the ones that bring the basketball tournaments and volleyball tournaments to town. Yeah. That they're the mean that's an economic driver for the hotel room. So that's something to keep in mind. As we think about that idea, well, it is, you know, and we're not denying them funding, but we are saying that after four years, they have to take a one year break. Yeah. So, right now, we're kind of at ground zero. Right. Is everybody, I mean, that's yeah. after COVID, we're giving everybody grace. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of what you've done in the past, we're starting fresh now. So, this doesn't have to be decided right. Right. this year because right. it doesn't matter. That's right. Okay. But I would love that this conversation with whomever, yeah. the staff continues so that you're ready to roll because then you do still get back to that point, Roger, that if you start it with everyone next year, then you're going to have all of these people rolling off. Well, I at think the same I, time, there's got to be a way of staggering the years and all of that. I think it goes to when we do the interviews or the presentations, we talk, we basically highlight 
that statement there that we have that the board would like to see this process you know so that you are self-sustaining so others can utilize the fund or something to that that thing that way you you voiced it to the applicants as well as having it written because a lot of times i've been hearing people that they don't see that in the document so to me having that voiced at their presentation time might be good to do did we last year when you did this um, did everybody get funded 100 percent or no no, no you know no. it could be that no it was a unique but did some get funded 100 percent yeah there was one or Oh, some little, some people who asked for just a little bit got 100. So 100. that could be just as a point of discussion. If you wanted to stagger so you didn't have a big group of people off, the, the, the clocks are ticking by 100 percenters. And if you didn't get funded 100 percent, your clock doesn't tick maybe until you get funded 100%. I don't know, but that would be a way to put some natural separation in there without yeah. all of them coming off at once. There were so many wanting money. Yeah. With, I think it was maybe 2,500 that one little startup asked for, and that's why they got 100% because they just asked for this. Yeah, that was, that was the Zine Fest. Oh, yeah. 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 I hope they oh, really. Yeah, so yeah. you don't want to punish them. Yeah. I mean, it's a small budget thing, too. Yeah. yeah. And there's that's a new. Like, this is, I think, something that we need, we should discuss later. Well, and I think, yeah, and I think it's giving it a good chunk of time. Yep. To what's the true intent? Yeah. How realistic is that's always go where I go too is that if you're asking somebody to do this, and of course, no two events are the same. I mean, that's the other challenge we face is a volleyball tournament, it's not the same as a free state festival. So, thinking through just a little bit, what's the impact? So, if, if X, Y, or Z doesn't receive funding in one year, how are they going to do that? Are they going to go get funding elsewhere, maybe, or do they have to cut back on their program? Because they just can't afford. So again, I think it's okay to do it, but just careful to think that through. And to your point, maybe the nonprofits get some sort of just some. I, I never, you know, I, it's an interesting conversation. So what what I would suggest we do too on that topic is I know I said the let's meet in June, and then I had this summer was crazy because Porter had come over in March and we were trying to get reestablished and we had Summerfest and all these other things. So I wasn't able to get the meetings. But what I'm thinking is after the after the city commission approves it, convening the board again to kind of go through yeah. this, you know, you know, seeing if they said anything to to the scoring or anything at that point, bringing it back to the board and having those more meetings. Yeah. Discussion so we can come to some pressure in all Yes, exactly. That's well, new thing. members will get a chance to go through the scoring matrix and just see how it practically has worked. And try to remember too do, do grantees get a chance to just give feedback on the whole process? And because that might be interesting to let the folks who received the money or, and didn't, yeah. but just to give feedback because. You know, some of it might just be basically complaining or, or but there could be some great you experience this a lot. You know, I I heard from some that they wanted more funding and they wondered why they didn't get <laughs> right. yeah. funding they did. And 
Yeah, maybe more productive feedback on the whole process. Is maybe right. You know, Porter, that would be the kind of thing where you can develop because we we actually in committee meetings in LCAC were talking about this uh, two weeks ago right. um, on our grant recipients having some sort of a feedback mechanism of how's our process. Maybe as the follow up report, one of the there's like five questions in the follow up report that they need to answer. Yeah, or even a separate survey. Yeah, yeah, just something so we know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, just okay. get that through the tracks. I think it's important to that. And I think if you've done it, I'm sorry, if you've done it a lot, you've done this ground a lot, you do have like questions and feedback and yeah. No, it's it's all I think this is definitely worth let's have a meeting early next year. Um work on some sort of it doesn't have to be a really complex survey it's just you know what do we do well what can we do better kind of thing we could probably find that through somebody else uh, but that could give you the information to start tweeting and i throw one sort of goofiness in this whole thing if the committee structure changes this may no longer fall into the board so that's true but you want to be prepared right. yes yeah right. no and i think handing it off if that even if that were to happen we'd hand it off in a good way and then right. and it may be that liaison that's kind of shared between two people for that first year too to kind of get them acclimated as well okay so from from the guidelines do you oh Heidi, did you have something? Yeah, sorry. Hey, so a question. Um, so back when I first started with the TGT board, um, I was under the understanding, and I'm sure it's still the same way, but I don't. we don't really talk about it very much. But when people are granted their TGT money, at the end of their function, event, whatever it is, they're supposed to submit expenses um, or return on investment or anything at all like that, right? They submit a final report. Yeah, lose all that, yes. Okay, so are there ever times that the people that are receiving these grant funds do not follow through at the end of the event? Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, there are times we have to chase people down and remind them. But I will tell you that while I was administering this, if they hadn't gotten their final report in, then they, it's very clear in these guidelines that if you don't submit your final report, you're not eligible for a grant the following year. Okay. So everybody that's done this has had to, had to make sure that report got in. Okay, so we still have that in place where, you know, I mean, I don't want to, you know, minimize our list each year. It's but in your agreement if it's oh, not in right right year. Perfect. I just wanted to make sure because that would certainly give more people opportunities if some aren't completing process. Yeah, no, thanks, Heidi. That's a really good point. And yes, that is actually in this. And it is part of their agreement that if they don't submit that final report, they're not eligible to receive funding the following year. And did everyone report? And honestly, well, still, some are still in process. Yeah. We and give, honestly, give a certain amount of grace okay. to the end of the year. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Heidi. I'm sorry, guys. No, um, no. And honestly, Porter, I don't think you should have to chase these people down. It's kind of like <laughs> payroll, where it's like, if you don't approve your payroll, you're not going to get paid. What part of pay do you not understand? So I'm just thinking you shouldn't have to chase them down. You give them, you know, they know what the deadlines are, and you shouldn't have to chase them. They shouldn't right. be out the following year 
Gotcha. Yeah. I, I think that's spot on, except I would I would say that when you have new there are people like we I've been writing grants for 30 years, you know, or, you know, and so I know the whole process, right? But there are organizations that are small that are just starting out, and it's just right. You know, the one person trying to make it all happen, and this is the first time they've ever written a grant, and to stay Absolutely. on top of all that. So give some people maybe uh, why we say that we're 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 allowed to give one reminder. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, and I, I haven't probably been as judicious to let people know, hey, you need to turn in your, you know, again, to your point, Heidi, I say you're grown up, you've read the thing, you know what you signed up right. for. And yeah. And I do send it as part of the award packet that they get. There's a lot of stuff there, and I hope that they would look those things over and then see what they need to return sure. is important. So, yeah. You know, have you ever have you ever done a maybe you do this a session where. The TG's is coming out and you invite yes. the community? Okay. Well, we do the two sessions and we record one, so it's okay. online. Yeah. It's a pretty simple um, PowerPoint that really just reviews all the guidelines and gives details, make sure they have contact information. Yeah. You know, I've met with some people that are doing events now yeah. um, and just help guide them through this process. Yeah. So we'll do that. You know, we help people as much as we can. Yeah, there was one event, just to let you know, from last year that you awarded money, they turned their money back in because they didn't have, they didn't meet their, just their able guideline, to. they weren't able to get it accomplished this year, so, yeah. So we have 150. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think this... This is a good approach, you know, starting with the scoring sheet, clearing that up, the guidelines, we'll make sure that they do align. I can see some language that we should actually We need to firm some of that up and stuff, but we can go through that more carefully and do that. Uh, appreciate Peter Bobkowski and his good thoughts. Um, and I think so the last thing is, is yes, make yeah. sure you all are aware of this is the schedule that we propose. So the first meeting today and then October 18th through November 18th would be the open period for the um, application period that we open up. Thanks for that. And then Thursday, October 19th and Friday the 20th. Right after we open it, we'll have those two meetings that Porter was talking about where we go through the grant process. And then we'd have one recorded um, that we'd have online that people could watch at their leisure um, to get the information that they may not have been if they weren't able to attend. Um, and then the November 30th and Friday, December 1st, if needed, would be the time that we would do those interviews uh, with the presentations. Mm -hmm. Kind of a speed dating. They all yeah. have three minutes and go through. And it's really, one, you get to actually meet people. Yeah. But yeah, two, you get, they can, what I tell them to do is give that other perspective. And I always feel guilty because Anthea did a great video one year and I wasn't allowed to, I couldn't allow her to use it. I've always been confused every year too. Like, I don't know. Like last year, I didn't know we could do a PowerPoint. So we came without a PowerPoint. So I don't know if I'm just missing it. So we need to be I apologize. No, no, no. I'm just. My chance. Yeah, that's. So I, I think probably from that other year, I was like, oh, well, we can't. 
do a pre that kind of presentation. Oh, sorry. Part of it was trying to work with the technology. Now, of course, we're post-COVID, post-Zoom. Great, great. All bets are off. And yeah. I think actually, you know, that would be something to consider is should this be a hybrid meeting? Uh, where people can actually present online. We could probably set that up and make it more efficient for people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Something to think about. I, you know, then you get, you know, I start thinking, am I better off to be there in person? So they see me, you know, but that's a judgment call. These are not required, but there's, you know, it's implied that they're really important because yeah. there's a chance for you guys to see people. So I think the only people we can get money to <laughs> yeah, and they shouldn't be penalized per se because it's right. not a requirement. So that but gets forward to side. You know, but if you don't get a, you know, like you can't get into the groove of what the project is and have an opportunity for the, the board to ask questions, well, just right. clarifying. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So typically, what I tell people is you should provide a, a short fact sheet because I didn't want people bringing a ton of, of um, collateral stuff. Um, so one short fact sheet that whatever you didn't say in your application that you want to tell the board, and then you get three minutes. So I think what I do, Anthony, you response if you have a three minute video, if you have a PowerPoint, if you want to juggle, yep. up to you. But you get three minutes. Yep. Cool. And uh, if you guys are amenable, the city in, in itself to allow for more um, interaction and engagement, we are all of our meetings are hybrid. So I think in a way it probably makes sense. And frankly, if anybody was sick or something else, then at least you can, you know, join so, a meeting as yeah. well. So we have better attendance all around. So if everybody's amenable to that, we just have to figure out and probably book some room for that purpose. To, um, a lot we usually do the Carnegie, but that's more than enough space. For what? For the speed presentation. Oh, we did that in city all last year. Last year we went. Okay, well, that would be I think we should totally do Harvard. I, you know, I think at the end of the day, that might just make it a lot more efficient. Because you know, there's it all by struggling, You're struggling with people in and out. So if you've got some live and some remote, you know, you're just kind of going. You've always got it. somebody there to present. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, they have to go in order per yeah. schedule. Because, I, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't going to let somebody present. Right, right. So I think yeah. that would be a little more efficient. Okay. So is that, yeah. I mean, is let's have somebody make a motion to that effect, then that way it's you guys driving the train and not us. So, oh, wait a minute, should we go through this and make sure this is okay? All okay, yeah, okay. So, then okay, so what you're saying is that the two meetings Thursday and if needed Friday would be uh, so that actually that's not via Zoom. Well, no, no, I'm saying it's hybrid. Hybrid. So it can be in person. Either way, both. Right. Okay. 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 And then Tuesday, I would need the scores back from you or to order, depending on yeah, the meeting. And then Friday, we would meet to look at the scoring and award the uh, or recommend make your recommendations to the city commission as to how the funding would be allocated to the applicants. And then it would be part of the December 22nd City Commission. 22nd or 21st? 21st, I'm sorry. Okay. So does anyone have a problem with the calendar? 
Nope. Because I would move, if nobody's got a problem with that, I would just move that we accept it as presented yeah. and that'll cover the hybrid meeting. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. all that, yeah. right? right. Yeah. Okay. Good with that? Yeah. Okay. It's been a good, it's work. So yeah. I appreciate it. And that way you guys can put this right on your calendar yeah. to make sure you're all these things. So everybody in the room. Second. Okay, second. Okay, everybody. Aye. 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 Okay. <laughs> and Brendan, if you're back on. No. Okay. Okay, motion carries. I'm a little more formal with my meetings. No, thank you. Well, okay, I think that's everything we needed to accomplish today, correct? I believe so. Great. You guys are great. Thank you very much. That was really interesting, really good conversation. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi.